Obscura. My name is Mary. And I'm Shelly, and this is the podcast where we tell you and each other about the strange, scary, spooky, bizarre things that happen in Canada, Yay. including true crime, murder, um, UFOs, cryptids, urban legends, hauntings, etc. Et <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously there's going to be a couple trigger warnings, as per usual, because this is a true crime horror podcast. So um, as I said, possible mentions of murder, assault, sexual assault, um spooky things in general yeah abuse Uh, abuse mental health talk which does apply to this episode for my story Mm -hmm. um some descriptive details of violence which will also apply yeah um and etc we will point out specific things as they come up and read the episode description because um that will be more accurate definitely because (laughs) Because that's usually sunday mary or monday mary listening to it and going oh fuck oh shit oh yeah yeah, yeah. we gotta include that (laughs) oh yeah the other thing we swear hi mary Um, swears so a brief update about our strange audio because i'm sure it's going to sound very very weird um or at least different different it's a the angle's a little odd um so her mic is not connecting to my laptop i don't know if it's a me issue or a mic issue because this i got this mic when i was seven sixteen seventeen a decade ago um which is fine but uh for whatever reason it's not connecting so we're using my tascam uh recorder which is essentially one of those like you ever watch ASMR videos of people holding a thing being like, ooh, binaural? I was going to say it reminds me of those little mics that reporters used to hold oh, in yeah, TV yeah. clips, but I guess that, that doesn't too. happen anymore, No, does it? not really. No, no it's no, ASMR. No. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I, I took a picture and I posted it on our stories. Um, I, I actually probably take another picture and post it like as an actual photo, but it's the most busted setup. It's literally like the Tascam is like, <laughs> I, okay, so I bought a roll of gaff tape and it's I, I, par- I parked it in the middle of it stabilize it and then like angled it towards us which is a lot more simple than the setup we had with the, the Yeti significantly mic. a lot more simple and it comes with the added bonus of lying down on my bed because oh, yeah. we can move the task cam wherever the fuck we want oh yeah um and because so now it's we're comfy yeah because it like the the mics at the top move around too they move around on a like one plane but regardless they i can still move they move so. and also there's two of them so we can yeah. point them at ourselves whereas yeah. we were just sharing the one mic before so maybe yeah. this might be a better setup uh, honestly yeah and yeah. um and i don't have to lug around that right but <laughs> if you guys are cool and my back is not gonna fucking die from hun- being hunched over all well the time i mean with no support because we're sitting at the edge dead. of my bed i know <laughs> but um if you guys are okay with the audio if it's not too bothersome let us know this is even under the assumption that i could figure out what's wrong with my laptop <laughs> also <laughs> it's probably better because that's not exactly the highest quality mic that no I have, right? no no so but the task cam has like an internal hard limiter and it it records in two modes I didn't tell you this. It records in two modes. One regular mode, which is the volume that you want to record at, and then a backup mode, which is at a significantly lower volume. So that way, if you have something that is, like, obscenely loud, like if you're standing next to a helicopter, I don't know why you would be, but you are. Um, If you're a reporter on the go and you're getting that story. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm sounding a little further away, and I think it's because I'm, like, lounging a bit more than you are. Yeah, that fixed it. Sorry. Sorry. Um, 
But yeah, so it's literally, I'm using my gaff tape, like the insidey part to hold it up. It's, it's fine. It's pretty busted, it's, I will admit. It's pretty busted. It's um, fine. I don't think there even are stands for this because this isn't meant to be no, like a stationary. The only stand you could put it on is a tripod stand. And if we really oh. want to, you see the bottom there? It's yeah. got that little screw thingy. That's, but then we you can. But you have to still sit. We can't I lean know, back. I know, I know. And even if we were to balance it on the bed, it would still be wibbly wobbly all the yeah, time. Yeah, especially so, because... Um, we're oh, that was down, loud. So. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Did you so, just? Yeah, that was my leg. <laughs> um. So yeah. So please bear with us. Um. And again, yeah. Please, if if you guys are cool with this, um, let if me you're know. Not... Well, because okay, it's a lot like... of shuffleies too, and it's picking up a whole lot of room tone, like a whole lot of the room around us. So well, like um, okay, if no one says anything, we're gonna assume mm. it's okay. If someone I is just like spilled coffee all over my face, did you see that? Yes, because my did. foot fell from the edge of my bed. Oh okay, no, whatever. That was like when I. I that was Fuck. how I was sitting two seconds ago when my butt was hanging yeah, out. Yeah, we edge. are so noisy. You could definitely hear the wrestling way more with this one. I'm going to see how much I can denoise it in post, but fuck we've had um, worse audio though we have like Especially our first when we few were recording yeah in the jesus the library, library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we um i mean it was ideal at the beginning before it became popular when people yeah, started yeah. to clue in that there was that space there yeah so we weren't able to get we weren't able to book it and also just mm-hmm. the people walking by like people are they don't they obviously they think it's soundproof right yeah and it's it's not, not. it's not it's, <laughs> so they're in their it's defense it's dampened. not like they're trying to be assholes yeah they still call it a soundproof uh whatever but it's sound dampened not really soundproof yeah but i mean it's publicly funded and it's oh yeah free for you, oh yeah so. dude yeah can't complain this isn't can't a professional complain. recording it's studio. fucking awesome in there i love that makerspace um also like it was pi- this camera uh not camera this microphone was like picking up the feedback from our phones oh yeah so now i have to put our phones in airplane mode yeah if we <laughs> want to be near it otherwise struggle. actually let me turn it on and let, let me let me let, get you guys to listen can you that feedback is definitely going to come through isn't that awful i think it was worse with mine because i can yeah. hear the feedback you from your monitor earphones yeah and i don't have any earphones on so i'm yeah. hearing it from the outside yeah but. so i turned it back yeah. off but that's that's what it does like all the time so but we that was an easy fix at least yeah um anyway um life life um, so I had that big interview. Yes. Now that everything's over and I done with, I think I could be a little bit more open about what it was. Um, so there's a big ad agency downtown Toronto, um, which I may or may not have sneakily mentioned before on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> if Easter you've egg. been paying attention, you could probably figure it out because I named it in the previous one, but I just didn't specify that I did stuff with them. But um, the ad campaign that we did, I'm still not going to say the client because we have an NDA, I get it, yeah. but it's a major uh, financial institution. And so the last two months we were doing that mm-hmm. and um, my contribution was creative. It was all creative. And I did a bit of research as well because obviously you have a fucking background in it. But um, I don't know shit about Real advertising flashbacks. from an advertising standpoint, like yeah. from that technical standpoint. So from January, we're filming or recording this uh, March 30th. Uh, from January, I sent in my application to to participate in this uh competition yeah and i said that i was in video production and my contribution is creative i had to send in my resume (laughs) then and it's predominantly creative yeah and since then every single time when we submitted a rough draft of a proposal when we did um our actual presentation like i introduced myself as mary video production creative for the campaign yeah and um in the, the books that we handed out to, because we, we did it in front of, like, all these, like, higher-ups in this specific 
Which is so intimidating. It is, but I'm... You have to get used to it because that's you what you're going to be doing. You but do. It's like... And I'm okay with that kind of stuff. Like, I, I'm a fucking... I'm, you know, I could talk to brick walls. Like, I can make conversation with literally, like, stones. So it's fine. I was fine. Talk to doggos. Yeah, I love doggos. But um, they liked me. We didn't ca- We didn't win. We made it to top six, so we actually got to present to them. We didn't win, but they contacted me for an interview. So I went in... They, again, have known for two months I'm creative. I'm coming from video <laughs> production. Everything I'm doing is creative. Um, my resume was creative. I came in with a, um updated resume, which had more creative. They're yeah. asking me about my resume, about my experience. They wanted to see one of my videos or whatever. And I'm sitting there because, like, the interview was for an apprenticeship there. And so this entire time they told us, come do this competition. You will be, uh, you might be approached. If you win, you're guaranteed an interview. If you don't win, you might be approached anyway. Um, Because they have apprenticeships in creative, in account services, and like a couple other things. Account services. Yeah. So dull. So, (laughs) oh, well, guess what? Did my entire interview. At the end, they go, well, we don't actually have any creative positions this time around. We only have account services. Oh, wow. And I was like. Oh, okay. And they're like, well, if you had to choose between account services and production, which would you prefer? And I was fully honest. I was like, production. Yeah. Why would I go backwards and go back to administrative? Yeah. Why would I do that? They probably saw the little bits of administrative in your... And then they just, like, nutted everywhere and were like, mm, whatever. So, like, I'm taking it as, like, a big compliment that they wanted me in there at all um, because they liked how I presented. They liked my personality. And it was me. It was a six-person panel interview, by the way. There were six people versus me. Yeah. And which is a huge amount of people. Um, the most I've done is three. That was yeah, six. Same. Um, and but I was fine. Whatever, I'm totally fine. But it was like what a fucking waste of my time. They knew yeah. I was creative for two they whole probably, months. They probably like just liked you, and then mm-hmm. they were hoping they're gonna say like, "Oh, we'll get you in here, and then you can always, you know, horizontally move in the company." Well, that's the thing. They they don't guarantee positions after the apprenticeship is done. Mm. So the apprenticeship is three months paid. Um, which is awesome, and they they teach you a bunch of stuff, and there's like a class and an assignment, whatever. So they treat but it much like an education. Services. I know, <laughs> and they like to brag that they've hired thirty four apprenticeships after they were done. But what they don't tell you is they take on at least twenty apprentices every year, and it's been running I think six years. Uh, so one hundred and twenty to so thirty four hired, it's a low chance. They don't yeah. tell you that though. But I Obviously. did the fucking math because I'm not dumb. Like I was like, wait a minute wait a minute um because they're like we hire 34 but we interview like so many people like and a like, bazillion yeah, yeah yeah so um but yeah so again i was like well uh thanks for the opportunity um and just to clarify there's no creative positions right now and they were like well it's not what we're saying and i was like okay and she was like thank you it was nice meeting you and i was like okay thanks and then i just yeeted out of there so they were looking specifically for accounting for you yes which was the strangest part because like because at what, what point like you never account services like you've never done actual like accounting in that way no no right? i haven't and it it's, doesn't necessarily mean accounting that's true well but it's account services so it's really going to be that financial yeah, aspect exa- of it yeah which is accounting which is accounting it's general and accounting i don't know is, how accounting works this is the email i got from their hr generalist Thank you for... Hi, Mary. Thank you for coming in on Friday to meet with the panel. It was great to welcome you back to... Again. Unfortunately, (laughs) you haven't been successful in securing a client services apprenticeship at... But we love chatting to you and getting to know you more. We think you've got a great production flair, so if anything suitable comes up in this department, we'll let you know. Thanks, so-and-so. 
And that's the thing. They were, like, shocked at my production value. Yeah. They were like, you did this yourself? And I was like, yes. And they were like, this is high production. I was like, thank you. And they are like, we don't have any positions in production right now. And I was like, okay, well, okay. Then why are we talking? Why did you bring me here? Anyway, so, um, yeah, other than that, life's just been life. I've been doing my fucking usual of, like, at least three shoots a week on top of school, on top of work, on <laughs> top of everything else. Death. Yeah. Endless death. But, um, yeah, Joey and I, my best friend Joey and I, are 99% sure we're going to be going on vacation, which is so nice. <laughs> I need it so bad. I, um, my... I don't got people with time and money to go on vacation with. I know. I, well, I shouldn't <laughs> be spending that money, but, like, it's... I My patience has worn thin. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier this week, uh, one of my group partners for a paid client fucked me over with time, oh. and I was sitting there in class. Is this incel dude? No, actually, surprisingly oh. not. I was sitting there... And I was so fuming mad. My buddy turned to me and he's like, Mary, you're kind of terrifying me right now. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill him. Like, I was, like, I'm not going to get into it. But basically, this guy wasted over two hours of my life. Uh, he said that he had another meeting to go to and then he was going to meet up with me. And then fast forward an hour later and I'm like, I'm about to leave. And he's oh. like, oh, I haven't even got there yet. And I was like, excuse me. He, uh, he, he pulled a Cindy. Oh, yeah. And I fucking snapped at him in text as well, too. And he was like, oh, sorry, sorry. And I was like, no, you fucking idiot. You For slept context, until 1.30 in the afternoon. I say pull a Cindy because I, I was friends with a girl in Cindy. Mm. I, don't, I don't think she listens, so I don't care. But even if she does, well, I called her out on it before. Fucking, so yeah, yeah. She, she would do that. She would be like, oh, like, let's meet up. And then I wouldn't hear from her. And I'm like, where are you? Yeah. And then she'd be like, oh, I'm on my way. Okay. How, how long? About 20 minutes. An hour later. Okay, I'm leaving. (laughs) Wasn't she she near you anyway? She lived near you, right? Yeah, no, but this this is also other stuff, like, it was a 15-year-long endeavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I tolerated her for that Dude, no. Yeah, this guy, like, literally, and he knew I was pissed, too. Yeah. So he called me, and he was like, hello, and I was like, fuck you. What? And he was like, I'm on my way, and I was like, okay. Like, (laughs) I was so angry. Yeah, no, it's inconsiderate. Like, look, it's one thing. That was supposed to be our time, because we were supposed to go to a shoot, get the footage, and then go back to his place and edit. And he delayed us by over two hours. And it was, like, two hours that we could have been productive even, but we weren't. Even if it was, like, I'm running late, let someone know mm-hmm. you're running late so they could go on and do other and shit rather than just And I was texting him all morning there. being, like, I'm already finished class. I'm sitting around yeah. waiting. I'm just doing other work. Let me know when you're ready. I can People come get you if dicks. you need. Whatever. Yep. People are dicks. How have you been? <laughs> I went up north last weekend yeah, to did. visit the Kara. The who I've mentioned a couple times, but she lives like I say way up north, but she's like we're not even that far up it's north. Not even and that I guess far, yeah. I guess if you're looking at Ontario as a whole, like it's really not that far up north. And Sorry. she'll make like yearly trips up to Timmins to visit her grandma. Holy fuck! So Timmins like is far. Yeah, even from her, it's seven hours <sighs> away. So she's like, yeah, it's not really that far. I'm like, yeah, but I'm from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's far. Yeah. So we, we hung out. We went to Algonquin to hike, and they still have about five feet of snow. Jesus Christ, what? Yeah. Well, because, like, it snowed so much, right? right. It snowed so much here. It's but... just like the quote-unquote permafrost, not actual permafrost, but the giant chunks of ice. Yeah, well, because, yeah. like, it snowed so much here, so obviously it snowed a shit ton more there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though stuff was melting, we had the same cycle where it was melting, freezing, melting, freezing. Yeah. So they had all this snow, and 
Um, like they had trails carved out in the snow in the park. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you could. It wasn't like you know you were trudging through knee fucking deep in yeah, snow. Yeah. But the problem Funny was. Funny you mention that. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. It's a reference to the story I'm going to tell. But go ahead. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you way, way to ruin the foreshadowing by pointing out the foreshadowing. I thought you were supposed to be in the film industry, Mary. What happened? Look, man, I'm much better with real life shit. Okay, like. <laughs> anyway, so. Like, it, it was nice that the trails were carved out, but you're still walking on top of five feet of snow. Right. So it's compacted, but there's still weak spots. So you'll mm. walk and you'll see, like, these, like, really deep holes where people's feet have fallen through. Oh, fuck. So you try to avoid them. Yeah. But sometimes you find a weak spot. Or and in my case, I found many weak spots. Oh, my God. And rolled both ankles on different oh, occasions. Shit. But my, like, my ankles tend to pronate, or my feet tend to pronate, so yeah. I constantly roll my ankles. Like, it's the easiest thing for me to do. Like, I, yeah. I rolled it while I was hiking in Iceland. I roll it the walking yeah, down the street. Good. It still hurts. It, still it hurts, sucks. and it's, like, chronic constantly injuring that is not good because you, no. s- you build up scar tissue and it, yeah, d- yeah. it misaligns your foot but i'm like what am i gonna do i'm in the middle of nowhere yeah like i'm just gonna no, keep no, no, hiking no, no. you have to you have to keep going forward it wasn't like it's not that bad i mean it's a little sore but yeah and then the funny thing that happened was um before we got into the park so carrie got a new camp stove which is one of those like little butane oh yeah the little canisters yeah. and then like she got like a little cooking pot and she was thinking of we were going to buy like a freeze-dried meal we didn't end up eating the the meal because we weren't that hungry we made hot chocolate instead but we went into like um one of those camp stores in huntsville which is in muskoka cottage country yeah um and so she was looking around and trying to see and i wanted to get a sternum strap for my backpack because i had my camera and all of my lenses which is not that many I have, I have three lenses Your and I camera's a teeny yeah I shoot micro four thirds so everything's really small but it's still heavy and I had a huge water bottle yeah, with me yeah so I was like okay I should probably get a sternum strap they didn't have any so they were like oh we're gonna make you one I'm like oh cool so because they have like webbing and rope and stuff and oh, buckles shit. and stuff in case like your gear breaks down and or okay. you want extras and stuff so they basically right there and then yeah so they like the webbing it's like nylon or something so okay. to cut it like you basically burn it yeah. Right? So it burns and then it, it belts the end so it stops the fraying. Yeah. And they were saying like, oh, you want a bracelet? We should make you a bracelet. And I was like, what? And they go, oh, you must not like camp up here very often. And I say, I'm from Toronto. I don't camp. <laughs> <laughs> I've camped twice. And the second time, a bear had wandered into our campsite. Oh, my, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> That's another story for another day. They, it was they were going to do one of those bracelets that uh, you can detangle, right? Yeah, like yeah, the paracord yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, in the summer, like, anytime that burning machine gets turned on, it's just to make bracelets. And then there were three guys who were working there, and they're like, one guy pointed to the end, and he's like, yeah, he can't even feel his fingers anymore. He doesn't have fingerprints. Oh, my God. And I just go, That's ah, good. fuck, sorry. That was my headboard. I'm so sorry. I whacked my elbow off of it. Yeah, I was like, well, that's, you know, not having fingerprints is good for a lot of reasons. And they just stared at me and they're like, that is such a Toronto thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because everyone up there is so, like, friendly. and Yeah, and then meanwhile, it's like how to get away with murder. Yeah, once you enter the city, it's like. Well, I mean, no, we don't. We make it sound like Toronto is crime ridden. Mm -mm. It kind of is. As of late, yeah, it's crime been has really actually bad. gone up a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, like but there's whatever. there's been a huge increase in violent crimes, like shootings. Yeah, we we'd never had this many shootings. No, no, not so oh, not man. in rapid succession like this. No, 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 no. But it's been a lot more recently. But yeah, 
But yeah, that yeah. was that was my weekend. Yeah. It was fun. It was um and then we went stargazing again. Oh, that's cute. In the cold. We are the laziest fucking photographers. Because so we went to this place called the Torrance Barrens Dark Sky Reserve or Same. something like that. And basically it's like you're not allowed to have any like bright lights because it's for you to go stargazing. Okay. So there's all these people with like their photography gear and you know their fancy cameras and tripods and they're you know shooting in low light yeah yeah so obviously we want to get pictures too right Karen and yeah. I are both like photography hobbyists photography 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 same it sounds like a Pokemon oh my god yeah actually yeah <laughs> it's just like a camera like, <laughs> flying camera like looking ass motherfucker yeah I love it um we so we brought a yoga mat and a blanket Oh, my God. And Kara brought her tripod. And instead of standing like those dumb idiots, we set up the tripod so it was really low so we could sit oh my God, <laughs> on the angled. yoga mat and take pictures. It actually okay. ended up, I think it ended up with better pictures because we were lower so you get more of the landscape right. and then the night sky. Whereas right. if you were standing, you would probably just it's get... It's a higher angle too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it worked out, but we were so comfy. It was cold. Dude, yeah. But... No, I would do the same. Anytime you could, like, use a tripod and have it look, like, genuine, like, not bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, And we didn't have to stand. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, a double... It was great. Double positive. And the road we were driving down was Murder Road. It looked like Murder Road. Oh, my favorite! Because it's dark country road, okay. and it's winding, and it's surrounded by woods. So That sounds safe. I like that. It was fine. It's fine. It was I'm gonna fine. try to grab my water. Hold on. Let's try. Let's, let's try. Every time I've been moving closer, by the way, it's because I'm trying to check the time and all that on the other side. There we go. We're good. We're good. I'm going to Google or Google. I'm you're going to, you're going to gargle, gargle, no. glug, glug. <laughs> that was like 10 attempts to try and say It was. Drink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. So, so we're over 20 minutes in. So. Mine's short, though, thankfully, but Shell's is fucking Mine. long. Mine's really long, because I so. go in. I watched an episode of a true crime show for this. Yeah. So it we're going to get into it. Book. But first, we'll um, a... So I'm going to be talking about the Squamish Sasquatch. So, is it Squamish? Squamish, is it? I squamish think it's Sasquatch? Squamish. I can't pronounce shit. Um, so there's a man by the name of Mr. Lamont. He refuses to use his first name, so we just know him as Mr. Lamont. And he is a wildlife biologist familiar with black bears and grizzlies, as per his own claim, I guess. Um, what? He says, he's like, I'm a wildlife biologist and I'm familiar with black bears and grizzlies. Oh, so no um, one actually did, like, a background check on this guy? Nope. Okay. Uh, or not that I saw, at least. Okay. Um, so he was, ha- he was out hiking outside of Squamish, B.C. sometime in July 2nd, 2011, with a friend in the Tantalus Range, which is three hours out of civilization. Hiccup! They had stopped to have lunch on a cliff with a 1,000-foot drop, and it was an altitude of 2,000 meters, and they noticed a biped walking on the snow below them, originally thinking it was a man before they noticed the figure had no snowshoes, no backpack, and was in a strange area to be hiking alone, and he was hiking fucking quick. Um, so this is... I mean, if you had no snowshoes, no equipment, you would probably be hiking pretty quick, too. (laughs) Well, I think they mean that, like, he was quick... Like, the, for the figure, a person. For something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for a person and for somebody not wearing uh, snowshoes. Snow yeah. So, because, speaking of snow, um, once we were we were hiking in a different place. Kara was walking along the snow 
and I just hear a little yelp and I turn around and she's on one knee and I'm like, what are you doing? And I realize her other leg had sunk completely oh into the snow. God. Like she was fine, but it was but kind of funny in- because she was literally like thigh deep in snow. So yeah, you that need snow sucks. Shoes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Holy shit. There's a lot of talking in the background too. I apologize. You could definitely hear it on this test cam. Oh. Anyway, so this is a quote from Mr. Lamont. The fact that there was no backpack and snowshoes, by default, it was something non-human. Okay, By Lamont. default? Yeah, I know. Um, so, uh, fast forward. So, okay, he took a bunch of video. Um, his buddy took a bunch of video, and it was a relatively warm day. What so if there... it was a circus bear? Oh, my God, that'd be hilarious. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, my God. It's like... Doo, 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 and just running away from the actual fucking torture that is a circus. Um, but yeah, so, uh, they took a bunch of video and in this video, they're just like hanging around in t-shirts cause it was a relatively warm day. They had been hiking all the time, whatever, etc. Yeah. And they make jokes about beer. I will, um, I don't think I can actually, do you think I can actually post a clip of the video on Instagram? You can with, there are credits? YouTube downloaders. Oh no, I know for sure, can, but yeah. I could do that and like just accredit it right because i want you guys to see it yeah, it's pretty fucking funny do that all the it time. went viral back in 2014 and there's like 2.6 million views on the uh the actual youtube video alone this isn't counting any of the fucking rips that other like media companies did like cbc just fucking downloaded it and posted it for their own yeah um they're like oh it's just taken by this guy and it's like you fuckers just link to the youtube anyway um so fast forward three years in april of 2014 he uploaded a video uh, the video, um, because he said he just didn't get around to doing it before, and once they uploaded it, it went viral, and there were thousands of people chiming in to debate whether or not it's a Sasquatch. So I actually grabbed some quotes from YouTube because they <laughs> fucking killed me. Um, one of them, this one is serious. There's a person by the name Jeff Kendrick too. I analyzed this video two years ago when I first saw it. Using Google Earth to match the vi- view in the video, wow. it's possible to identify some reference points visible in both the video and Google Earth. Superimposing points in the video track way at trackway at 10 second intervals onto google earth imagery it was possible to closely estimate the amount of ground covered and and the change in altitude of the subject subject covered roughly 452 feet through the snow with a total change in altitude first down and then up of 100 feet at close to the speed of an olympic class speed walker moving all over level ground an olympic class (gasps) speed walker yeah i know wait yeah speed walking is an olympic sport i guess so (laughs) I think it actually is. Yeah, I think it is. That's amazing. Kara yeah. Kara should enter. Oh my god. She just, it's we like call these... her or everyone calls her the Japanese bullet train. Oh my god, cuz she goes so quick. She's a tiny speedy thing. Oh my god. <laughs> um here's a here's another quote from Team Preach 2. That guy on the ground is like, "Oh gee, there's two Sasquatches on top of that hill there. I better get out of here." Um in reference to the to Lamont and his friend. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so he's like, oh my god. And then this one actually killed me. This is by Rocker Gandalf 3. It's not blurry enough to be a Sasquatch. Everybody knows Sasquatches are naturally blurry. <laughs> so um, this video is like a super, I think they took it with a phone because it's like super, super wide. Yeah, super and then, zoomed out. quote unquote Sasquatch is this tiny little, it looks like an ant in comparison. Yeah, like you can't, um, it's a tiny black silhouette in the snow. Yeah. Which could be anything. Could be, yeah. And it it could have been someone with a backpack and snowshoes. You just can't, can't fucking, fucking see it. see it, dude. Um, but anyway, that brings us to Peter Tennant, not David Tennant. Um, <laughs> Peter Tennant, a.k.a. Ridgewalker Pete, 
was at the time 56 years old, he's probably now 61, um, from White Rock, BC, and he thinks that he's a squamish Sasquatch. <laughs> I love how it's like, maybe I'm maybe the Sasquatch. Maybe I'm the Sasquatch. Um, so he does a lot of solo hiking and likes being a media arts bitch about it, so he's always taking videos and photos of it and putting it to music and all that, Aww. and was in that area in late July 2011 with video proof. Quote by him, there was a huge amount of snow left over from the winter that year, and I was shocked. Even though it was summertime down in the valley, up high it sort of felt like winter. I was by myself and I wasn't really set up for avalanche stuff, so I decided to just stay in the sort of higher elevation but not go up to the peak. Elevation. Did I say elevation? Yes. I did. <laughs> elevation, my bad. Um, so Tennant said that he doesn't have a back he didn't he, uh, he didn't have a backpack or snowshoes, but did have an emergency locator. Quote, the snow had melted on the surface, I was just walking on top of the snow. But his video is date stamped three weeks after Lamont's video. Hmm. So I put down. Oh my god! It actually just says D U N U N U N U N U. So there is it solved? Likely not. So is there a squamish Sasquatch still out there rumbling around in the uh, uh, the Tantalus Range of the uh, fucking the somewhere in BC? Three hours out of civilization. Wait, so like I've heard of. I think I've heard of a squeamish Sasquatch before, but I don't think it's specifically talking about this one incident, right? Like no. there have there would have had to have been other sightings and yeah, they yeah, were yeah. just kind of the most this viral. One, yes, because this one was like the the clearest, quote unquote clearest Cle- video footage. Even though again, once you guys see it, you're gonna be like, That's a little man in the big video. Like it's not Yeah. You can't really tell that it's like just because, like, he's in all black. And, like, there's... I found a picture of Peter Lamont, and he's, like, literally in the photo just wearing all black. Yeah. Which is, like, okay, anybody could be wearing all black exactly. and Exactly. And it about. only... To me, when you showed me the video, it looked only slightly bipedal. I'm yeah. slightly bipedal. It could have been bipedal. It could not have been. I mean... It looked it like looked if, bipedal to me. It did it, bipedal it did, or whatever. But it was so far. It was so far How do you away. really know, right? It but definitely was non-human. Yeah, okay, Mr. Lamont. It might Wildlife not. biologist quote-unquote quote-unquote he probably just like wikipedia's different like bear yeah because species. like so i don't know if you've heard of the show destination truth i don't know mm, i don't think it's still it's running familiar but it's like this like team where they go they base it's a travel show but it's like a travel urban legends cryptids type show Mood. so they would go to different countries and explore and be like this is the story here we're gonna try and figure it out this is the story so sometimes Drown the whole world. So, like, sometimes, um, like, they'd consult wildlife experts because they're looking at a cryptid or something. And every, I'm just going to keep ignoring yeah. you. And every wildlife expert is like, well, these are the possible things it could be. Yeah. Like, they don't jump to a conclusion. They'll be like, that sounds a bit like this, and it could be this, and I would like more information because then we can narrow, like, because yeah, right, right, like, right, right, these right. are real experts, right? Right. And... And not None just, of them are jumping to the conclusion of, yeah, that's something that's weird. That's not a black bear, and it's not a grizzly, so it has to be a Sasquatch. Okay, Mr. Lamont. Yeah. Okay. Or it could be a tall dude in a black Outfit. Jacket. Just, yeah. just fucking, I told you, being a media arts bitch. She was just walking around taking photo and video and, like, setting it to his fucking emo music, like, later on. It's great. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. He was the original travel YouTuber. Oh, my, literally. <laughs> Look at this graph. Okay. This graph? Um, yeah, that's another Vine reference that you're not going to get. Okay. Look at this graph. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Anyway. Literally, I'm talking to myself. Anyway, now on to your story. That was that was the squamish Sasquatch. So this also coincidentally takes sass place in Sasquatch in BC. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Um. So it takes place in Prince George, BC, which is the largest city in northern British Columbia, and it's at the very eastern end of the Highway of Tears. Uh oh. Which we haven't talked about, but I think a lot of people do know about it. And just to quickly summarize, because obviously we're mm-hmm. not. Um. It's basically like the stretch of highway in British Columbia where a huge number of disappearances and deaths have occurred. Like murders. Not yes. just like yeah. mauled by a bear deaths. Yeah. Like, um... They're usually sex workers. Usually de- sex indigenous workers. Indigenous women. Young women, indigenous, indigenous, indigenous women. Yeah. Um, like, it's called the Highway of Tears because there's so many tragedies that happen. Yes. Um, whether or not it's related to this is debatable. Yeah. Because this... Even though it's considered solved, this case, um, some people obviously are still going to debate about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we're talking about the disappearance of Wendy Rate. Okay. So Wendy Rate was born Wendy Twiss, um, and she's from a well-off family in New England. Okay. So I'm just going to do a very quick rundown here, and then we'll get into the details, because like I said, I watch a true crime show episode on this, so it gets in-depth. Okay. Um... So, she became a teacher like her parents and then married Dennis Rate, or as they pronounced it in the French way, Denny. Denny? Denny. Denny. With the accent, but it sounds really weird when you're speaking in, like, a non-French accent. And then right. suddenly, it's like when you say, I would like to have a croissant. Croissant. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so if you couldn't tell, he's a French-Canadian, um, but at the time, he was living in northern Ontario. So, the disappearance occurred on August 18th, 1997. Um, Dennis was apparently dropped off in the morning by Wendy in downtown Prince George to run some errands. But she never returned to pick him up. Oh, shit. So, he's like... How old is she? Um, At this point, she's in her 40s. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, he called Anna, their daughter who was 17 at the time, to ask if she'd heard from her mom. And Anna thought, like, okay, like... That's a weird thing to ask, especially because her mom was known to be pretty punctual. Like, she doesn't... Yeah. She's never been late, or she's not commonly not usually, late. Yeah. yeah. So, although she, at this point, like, earlier she wasn't, you know, freaked out or anything, she did start making some calls. Um, her mother was scheduled to tutor um, another girl that day. Okay. And never showed up. Uh-oh. Uh, she called some of her mother's friends. They haven't heard from her. She called a friend who her mother was supposed to hang out with, meet up with on that day and she hasn't heard from wendy either so that night um anna and her dad drove around to try and find wendy and the family van which wendy had been driving and that was the car where she had dropped um dennis off okay in and they stopped in a tim horton's parking lot and noticed that their van was there but wendy wasn't Uh uh-oh so during that week anna started putting up missing posters trying to figure what happened and they're you know, a gazillion theories because no one knows anything. So, of course, right. one of the more common theories was that um, Wendy was another victim of the Highway, the Highway of Tears. tears. Um, the thing was, what people are saying was this is kind of odd because Wendy doesn't quite fit the demographic. No. Because, again, most of the women were younger, um, sex or so-called high-risk yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people like transient sex workers, a lot of indigenous women. Um, um, I think, I'm not sure. Those if, addicted to drugs. Yeah, yeah, like people who are more vulnerable. 
who would uh, who would not go missing or um, like not reported missing or would yeah. um, not have police expend resources to go find yeah. them. Yeah. So in any like they were like, okay, well, she doesn't quite fit that profile because again, Wendy was in her forties. She was married with kids. She wasn't a sex worker. Wasn't known right. to do um, like hardcore drugs or anything. Right. So. Like, and the quote from the TV show was that, you know, she was just a housewife and quote, those people are, those are people who do not typically disappear. Yeah. So, um, and of course, Dennis, the husband was a first and prime suspect because he's the husband and you always look at the husband in these situations. And he was the one that saw her last. Yeah. He was the last person to have seen her alive. Um, and they interviewed a whole bunch of people involved in this, in that show. So they were speaking to Dennis's sister, Diane, and he told her, like, I'm a suspect. And she goes, well, yeah, you're the husband. Like, that's pretty normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you didn't do anything, so you don't have to worry. Yeah. She did tell him not to take a lie detector test. And I think that was kind of because she clued in on the fact that lie detector tests are not accurate. Mm, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, like, it's not admissible evidence. No, anyway, not at all. It's just to, I guess, police hope it gives them a lead of some kind. Yeah, or intimidates people and, like, yeah. yeah. Um. But because the police were so insistent, uh, Dennis said that he had taken it anyway and he, quote-unquote, passed it. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's not the kind of test you pass or fail. No. <laughs> but it's, it's either inconclusive or matches up with what they have determined to be him. Well, whatever. No, because how, like, it's a polygraph, right? So it just, yeah. it looks at your physiological response, so how much you're sweating, how much your heart rate is, and all of that. Yeah. So, like, it's not even, oh, it matches up. It's like you didn't detect any typical signs of lying. Yeah, that was... I, I worded that very badly. But yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not an actual, like... No. And like, your sweat level could be different from my sweat level. And you and could like, be just super anxious. anxious, Yeah, man. because you're being interrogated. And, and like, your wife's missing. Yeah, and it's not even like, oh, well, when we asked you if you killed her, your heart went crazy. And so it's what... It's like, no, he's probably just thinking of his dead fucking wife. Yeah, so, so. like... Again, it's not admissible evidence no. in court. You can't no. ever say, like, well, he lied about this because it, you like, can't, it could be anything. No, yeah, yeah. And you could very easily alter the results if you know how. Yeah. Like, alter your physiological response. Yeah. Um, some other theories also included a possible desire for Wendy to return to New England. Oh, okay. Um, because, so she just up and, like, ran away? Maybe? Yeah, they're yeah, saying, yeah. like, she just, apparently she was looking at some teaching opportunities there. Um, what year so, was this again? Uh, 97. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it was also noted that she was, quote, interested in a religious community in BC, aka a cult. Okay, yeah. Um, and might have run off there. And we'll get a little more into that, why that's actually, like, a viable, possible oh, viable okay. theory. Okay. Um, so in the interview, Anna, the daughter, said that she did consider all of these possibilities and even started feeling angry that her mom could have just up and left them right uh anna also has a brother gabriel who wasn't interviewed for this but okay. like it was like it was two kids and then her mom okay. and her dad right, right, right so right. like the Pretty fact, nuclear family situation. yeah like yeah. it's not it's not like they were i mean we'll get into their family situation oh, okay. um so like and to her it didn't seem to click that Wendy could be dead because she was like, well, they would have found a body, right? Right. Um, or, yeah, okay, yeah, Keep sure. in mind she was 17 at this time, right? Yeah, And yeah. distraught. So she was adamant that her father had nothing to do with her mother's disappearance because, you know, like, whatever 
um, people would say, like, she's like, they've been through sick and sin. Like, they've been right. through so much, and yet they still stuck together for decades. Right. That doesn't seem like the kind of marriage where you someone's just fucking up just, and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or the the dad decides to kill the mom. Right. Because, like, she's Why? like, no, he Why? was, like, the calm one. He was, you know, the level-headed one. Right. And they were so good together. Right. So, um, she decided, you know, she was like, I'm going to find out what happened to my mom. Okay. Um, on the flip side, Wendy's family, the one in New England, were like, well, I mean, it could just be her because she's done that before. So oh. she's, um... This was the quote from her sister, Karen. When we first heard this in Canada, we thought, wow, she disappeared again. Oh, fuck. So when Wendy left school at age 17, she, quote, began to spin out of control. Oh, fuck. And basically just fucked off. Like, her family uh... just didn't hear from her. At one point, her they found her living in the woods in New Hampshire. I mean, same? Yeah. And, what? like, it, it took some coaxing, I'm guessing, to, to get her home. That sounds like some undiagnosed... Um, yes. Yeah. So... Uh, trigger warning for discussions of mental health. Okay. And we're, and this is kind of on the extreme side of mental health. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Um, so her family did believe that she was mentally ill, and as she was still technically a minor at the time, they had her hospitalized. Okay. Um, she reportedly, she reportedly shows symptoms of bipolar personality disorder. Okay. But to me, it sounded like dissociative personality Yeah, that does not sound like bipolar, but Um, okay. I think they mix it up a bit. So she would have, like... Wendy would write, I, I'm guessing from the hospital, um, letters to her family that were, like, strained and rambling and just incoherent. They made no sense. Okay. And would often sign the letters as her alter ego, Shauna. Yeah, that's definitely not bipolar. That's, that's what I thought. Dissociative, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is colloquially, erroneously called multiple personality disorder. Yeah, that's totally fucking false. Yeah, it's, it's Dissociative not, identity yeah. disorder. Um, so as soon as uh, Wendy turned 18... She was legally allowed to refuse treatment, so she yes. did, and she left the hospital and her family. Yeah, because if it's not court order, they can't force her to do shit. Yeah. Um, in 1978, she met her soon-to-be husband, Dennis, um, who at the time was a minor, like, in the mines, not a minor, oh, as, in, as in a child. Like, yeah. Um, like, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work to g- we yes, go. Yeah. Yes. Um, again, he's from Northern Ontario and he was visiting Reno, Nevada, uh, where Wendy was working as a hotel maid. She had gone to Reno to try and escape an abusive boyfriend who was also stalking her. Oh, fuck. Um, apparently the story goes that the abusive boyfriend had actually found her, cornered her in an alley and was basically like hitting her and assaulting her. Holy shit. Dennis noticed, stepped in and scared him off. Um, and people are saying, like, I mean, so he was a minor with apparently a gambling issue. Oh, shit. And he was, you know, not from a well-off family. He was uneducated and, as far as I know, illiterate. Okay. Whereas Wendy was, like, this academic. She was smart. She was educated. Um, she loved learning. Right. So it seemed like an unlikely match. But Wendy seemed totally in love and in, and happy. And her family was also grateful that this guy basically rescued her and convinced her to go back to her family. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they were like, yeah, we're cool with him. Yeah. Um, now, the marriage was a huge surprise to Dennis's family because they were like, well, like, he's uneducated, illiterate. She's this smart, you know, from a, a, a well-off family. Yeah. Um, so what are these two doing together? But that seemed to have worked out. And 
when they got married, Wendy had told him about Shauna. Okay. Um, who Dennis described as just an entirely different person from Wendy. Okay. Like, we'll get more into Shauna. Well, yeah, okay. A little further on. Um, but continuing on, they moved to Uranium City in Saskatchewan after their wedding. Okay. Where Dennis was a minor. Um... And a little later, Wendy enrolled in the teacher's program at University of Saskatchewan. Hey, Wendy. Yes. So Dennis left his job and the family moved south where she could go to school. Okay. Now, here's kind of like the reversal of the gender roles because um, Wendy became basically the quote-unquote breadwinner. Okay. Because Dennis was unable to find another job that made him as much money as uh, it did in his mining yeah, job. Yeah, and if he's especially, like, not educated and doesn't have any skill yeah. sets other than mining. So all he could do was, like, labor jobs. Okay. Um, and, uh, I don't know. We get into, uh, this is kind of all over the place because I was taking notes while I was watching the, yeah. <laughs> the episode. Um, but it was fine because they were like, okay, we're able to, you know, have a family here. Right. We're happy. Right. So... In the meanwhile, like, Dennis is, you know, kind of this, he seems a little bit grizzled, like, because he worked labor jobs, he was a miner. Yeah. He has a very strange mix of stereotypical Canadian accent with a French-Canadian accent. That was, that was what you made me listen to, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Wendy was described as, who was a child of the 60s, went full hippie. Oh, my God. Um, so Diane was talking about how she'd be into, like, the hippie robes and, like, hey. herbs. <laughs> quote, unfucking quote. Um, it's legal here now, so. And she was, I mean, at the time. No, at the, but, at the time it was um, herbs. She was into all these, like, holistic fads, like, um, like oh, we would, oil. like, eat, kind of, but yeah. whatever it was in the 90s. Yeah. Um. And she would, she was also kind of into, like, the occult. Okay. And she was described herself as, like, kind of spiritual. Okay. So she would hold family seances. Hey. So she would, like, gather her kids at a table, hold their hands, and um, Try basically... Try to contact the fucking dead? Yeah, but she would, like, switch her personality to Shauna. Oh, okay. Um, and Diane, uh, Dennis' sister, described Shauna as a total opposite of Wendy, who, mm -hmm. like, she was basically this wild child and aggressive, and, like, she she didn't, she was mm. free-spirited in the way that she did not want to be married with kids. Right. And sometimes when Shauna would emerge, Dennis would have to try and separate her from the kids to basically, like, protect them and try to talk, okay. talk her down and calm right. her down and get her back to being Wendy. Okay. And that was one of the things Jesus. that Anna was saying was like, look, my dad's had to deal with this and he still stuck through it. Yeah, this isn't something that you just up and walk away from. Yeah. So um, afterwards, the family relocated to British Columbia after Wendy got her teaching degree and they were living in a rural home outside of Prince George. So at the time, Wendy was working as a substitute teacher and also counseled unemployment um, or unemployed people. Okay. While Dennis found a job at the mill. Okay. Now, unfortunately, um, as it is a very physical job, he did hurt himself. He slipped mm. um, and hurt his back. Oh. And the injury worsened until he just, he couldn't handle the physical yeah. demands anymore and had to, um, well, he lost his job. Yeah. And he tried to apply to workers' compensation, but was constantly unsuccessful because... 
like they were saying, it's it's just kind of hard to trace back a back uh, trace back a back issue. Back a yeah, back 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 back. Yeah, I deal with um, uh, at the part time job that I do, we do a lot of uh, worker safety insurance board shit, yeah. and it's actually a fucking nightmare. They're considering that the law no one wants to pay out. No one wants to pay out. The government makes it literally a law that you have to report accidents and injuries and get compensated through your work but they don't want to pay you yeah and they want to disprove that you're hurt at every possible chance so yeah or that maybe you are hurt but it didn't have anything to do with the job yeah or it's not as bad as you say it is yeah um i mean like that's just the insurance industry in general oh as a whole. yeah that's just how it is oh yep yep yep, yep. um now again, keep in mind that this this is an illiterate man whose only skill set is in labor jobs, and now he cannot do any labor right. work. Right. So his gambling just became a lot worse as a result because he felt like, well, that's the only way I can bring money in. Fuck yeah, because that's his quote unquote guaranteed source of income and something that yeah. he's actually betting on. Um, the thing is, like, he's not as lucky as he claims to yeah, be. Yeah, obviously, when it's they gambling. needed down payment for their house when they moved to Prince George. Dennis claimed that he had a winning lottery ticket. Of course, his family was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, he did not have a winning lottery ticket. Right. Um, and at some point, Wendy discovered that he had a, quote, secret gambling fund. What? Um, so he had, he was hoarding not much, like 500 bucks, um, yeah. to gamble at. Okay. And later on, um, it turns out that Dennis had actually lost about ten thousand dollars in poker fuck. and of course wendy was pissed yeah because she's the only person who's able to work now right they're supporting two kids they just got a house and a husband and he's uh, pissing it all away yeah so like they were pissed that he had this money set aside to gamble when they were struggling and of course they're pissed that he lost ten thousand dollars yeah i'd be too fuck um yeah and like in early 1997, Wendy began confiding in close friends that she was considering leaving Dennis. Uh-oh. Um, and actually told Dennis that she was considering a, section, a sexual relationship with other women. Oh. Another woman. Okay. Um, her daughter said it kind of seemed... It, it wasn't so much like she was identifying as not straight, but okay. just that she was... It was kind of like the response of, I'm so sick of men. Mm. Because, again, like, the only other, like, boyfriend she's had was abusing her. Right? Yeah. And stalked her. And then now she's married this guy who was, like, her knight in shining armor who literally rescued her. And then now is... And now is, like, she felt like a, like it was a total betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. And despite this, um, Dennis continued gambling and well, spending yeah, all this money. Yeah, it's an addiction. It's not... Yeah. yeah it's a mental so health issue So Wendy had given him several hundred dollars to go to the dentist, but there was no dental work done. Of course. And another daughter had lent him money to celebrate their wedding anniversary. When she asked her mother, like, oh, what did you guys do? Her mom was like, we didn't Nothing. do anything. What are you yeah. talking about? Like, yeah. why are you asking? And then, of course, found out that she had given him this money And then he had he pissed it all away. Yeah. <gasps> Sorry. Shuffle. So... Like, he had tried a few attempts to make money. Like, he was taking his truck around to pick up garbage. Like, people's... Like, oh, you know, when you dispose metal. of, like, an old... Yeah, and you like, go and you, you go yeah, to those... We have, uh, yeah, yeah. We have... I think it's a father and son in our neighborhood who yeah. will do that. Like, yeah. they'll... We'll see them driving around with, like, all the scrap metal and old appliances and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes we're like, hey, do you want something? Yeah, we do <laughs> Cause the same. Because they'll, they'll take it. Oh, like, yeah. We do yeah. the exact same. 
because I think they either turn it in for like at the recycling or processing air plant thing. Yeah. Or they use it for their own stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Or they fix. They it make a. It, they make a know. turn. Uh, turn around on it. So. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it didn't really work out for him because no. Uh. That's like a that's a that's a lot of dedication you have to put to going through people's trash and picking shit out. And yeah, like circling around neighborhoods, yeah. finding stuff. So, um, however, over the next few months, it seemed like so Anna was saying that it seemed like her mother was changing her mind about leaving Dennis. So maybe okay. she thought things were gonna look up. Yeah. However, Dennis then received the final rejection for workers' compensation. Oh. Um, and sometime after that was when Wendy disappeared. Oh fuck. So of course. In her search for answers, Anna was trying to ask her dad, like, okay, like, what happened that day? When did she drop you off? When did you check in on her? Like, you know, what right. are the details? We'll tr- we have to figure this out. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he just wouldn't tell her much. Where did he, where did she drop him off again? Uh, downtown Prince George. Okay. Yeah. So, eventually, he snapped at Anna and said, like, just go ask the police. Like, I've already told him everything. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Oh, my God. Which you can kind of interpret either way, right? You it can. could just be like, he's done a, he's done talking because this is a stressful situation or he has something to hide yeah um and after the disappearance um dennis began to spiral and he began to spiral hard apparently he was like using cocaine he was doing heroin um he was living on the streets and like eating out of soup kitchens and oh my god he was not doing well and kind of to add like insults injury in 2002 when Anna was um, 22, she had gotten married. Okay. Which would be a happy thing. And even when they were interviewing Anna, she's like, you know, like, I just want to keep it in my memory as this happy, beautiful thing. But the groom was 16 years her senior. Oh, shit. So, yeah, at 22. And 38. 38. Which, like, it's not just the number of the difference. It's the fact that at 22, you're still so young. You are... Like, that's just out of university. Yeah, it is. Um, so, Dennis was obviously very unhappy about this. Um, but he's fucking, what's he doing? He's he's out there. Yeah, well, he, like, he tried, he just kind of, and people were like, it, it was clear that he didn't really want to be at the wedding, but he yeah. was still there. And I think he was especially upset when Anna's first dance with her new husband was actually, like, Dennis's and Wendy's song. Oh, so she wanted he was, to keep that tradition yeah, alive. Yeah, he was, like, he was, like, upset, and he did not approve, but he was trying to be supportive. But then it was just, like, I think he, he basically, like, left early. Um, so he spiraled harder, <laughs> as you might imagine. I think airplane? Sorry. Probably. Holy shit, that's hanging really low. I could hear that so clear through the mic. Holy yeah. shit. It's not that loud, though, in, like, actual actuality it's just a very low frequency yeah it is so it's rumbling a whole lot anyway continue um so in any case five years later in 2007 on the 10th anniversary of wendy's disappearance anna finally decided to share her suspicions about her father right um because again she would try asking him like what happened what's going on and he just would not give her any details right um and of course you know they were kind of growing apart because of all his issues and his downward spiral yeah um, so she was sharing her suspicions first with a journalist, um, and then this is the part in the, uh, the episode where the narrator goes, on a trail that had gone very cold, oh, a new God. investigator, investigator? Investigator. Investigator arrives to turn up the heat. That killed me. It, 
I Shelly, like, stopped it and was like, Mary, you have to listen to this. <laughs> and she played it, and I was like, literally, I've never been so offended in my life it by was, a sentence. It was, like, I think the episode aired in 2014, which wasn't that long ago. No. So you would expect a higher quality of production yeah, but and writing. Alas. But um, that is what Mary White... I'm drawing a dick. She's drawing him mint green dick. A mint green dick. Taking long notes will automatically add more space as you get to the bottom. <gasps> nice. So I could draw the longest dick. Oh my god. In any case, um, a new inv- investigator did take over the case and called Anna to tell her that, you know, he's taken, he doesn't know how long he's going to have the case for, but he's going to put in a recommendation to go to the cold case division in Vancouver. Okay. And, um, because her father was really the only suspect. Because it's, like, he's the only person known to Wendy who could be a suspect. Because okay. otherwise it could be a random killing. It could right. be a random serial killer. We yep. don't know, right? Yeah. So they actually arranged for the sting operation. They arranged for an undercover officer to bump into Dennis at a soup kitchen. Okay. Posing as someone from a, quote, prosperous criminal gang. Okay. Um, who was going to offer him, like, a position in the gang or, like, a job. <sighs> okay. So they set up this meeting at a at a hotel or motel or whatever it was Holiday with Inn. um quote unquote Mr. Big. Oh, they just called, that's what they just. I think they were just. Oh my God. It was like his code name, probably. Yeah, that's, that's um, a Sex in the City thing. Oh, yeah. I've never. They seen they it. they call one of the guys Mr. Big because uh. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Because of what Mary's drawing on her phone. Yes. Um, so they have video footage and they actually showed the video footage in the episode and they were like this has never been like released before um so it shows them talking about the renewed investigation on dennis okay and one of mr big's henchmen uh brings in a supposedly secret police memo pointing to dennis as the prime suspect okay and mr big says he can make this all go away if if dennis just... would just tell him you know what happened and Give them the details so they can figure out a way to erase it. Basically. Okay. Yeah. So here is a huge trigger warning for descriptions of graphic violence. Oh fuck. Um, because Dennis talks. Oh shit. So this happens in French, but um, basically Dennis described how he had shot Wendy in the head while she was feeding the ducks in their backyard. What? And then wrapped her in a tarp, and then bludgeoned her with a tire iron to make sure that she was dead. What? I wasn't joking when I said graphic violence. It It's like, that is cold. That is incredibly cold. Like, shooting someone, okay, you're removing yourself from them. You're like, it's, they're at it's a distance. It's usually at a distance, yeah. Yeah, but to then make sure she was dead in that way. Yeah, that's that's next level. That's that's fucked. Yeah, and he even led more quote-unquote gang members, aka more cops, to the house where it had happened. Um, the cops were basically pretending to be Fuck. gang members who were trying to get more information so that they're like, okay, well... Because they were asking questions. Again, this was more mm. video footage. They're asking questions like, okay, what about the shell casing? Where's the shell casing? Where's the gun? Where'd you dump her? Um... So he also took her to the woods where he had disposed of the body. However, um, no remains were found. Okay. Granted, this was about a decade after down the line. And this was in the wilderness of British Columbia. Fuck. So things, like, she could yeah. have been pecked to 
to like peck to death. De- I was gonna say peck to death, but no, she could have been completely just fucking disintegrated. Like and yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Now there was no body, but with that confession, um, Dennis was arrested and charged. And during the RCMP interrogation, he had confessed again. Okay. Gate told him what had happened. Okay. Now his defense in trial was that he had made that confession up because he was trying to, you know, get the gang to see him as this tough, bad guy guy, um, in order to get the job and make the money. Yeah. And he had called it, quote-unquote, police entrapment. Uh, Which, I mean, arguable. I can kind of see it, but... But you didn't have to say shit, man. Yeah. Um, We'll get into what Anna says about this because it kind of relates to that. Um, he was found guilty by the jury. Okay. However, um, Wendy's sister Karen felt like, yeah, the sting operation didn't seem fair. Okay. Because he was at his lowest point. He was, yeah. like, on the streets. He was vulnerable. He was still in mourning. He's lost everything. Okay. Um, and she even goes, like, wow, something like that wouldn't even happen in the States. And we thought Canada was what? this wonderful, fair country. And now I don't think so. I'm like. No. Yeah, but he literally confessed on camera twice. Yeah, yeah. Because if you were to say, um, again, like, I don't have a distinct position on this because I don't have a review of all the evidence, obviously. But if you were to say, oh, I was lying to the gang members to get this job, then why did you have to say the same thing to the RCMP officer in the interrogation room when you know you were, you're being arrested? You are, yep, yep, yep. Um, And... Dennis's sister also disagreed with the verdict um, because it didn't, like, motive-wise, it didn't seem to make sense. Yeah. Because he would have nothing to gain with At all? Wendy's Are you kidding death. me? He would lose even more because yeah. he didn't have any money in the first well, fucking that's what place. They're saying, like, you know, Wendy was bringing in the income. She had, like, this was his family, and then now he's homeless. And she was drugs. supplementing his fucking habits, too. Despite yeah. the fact that she didn't like it, she was still giving him money and, like, yeah. supporting him and taking him downtown. So, yeah. Anna, the daughter, um, however, did believe the video. And yeah. did believe in the verdict. Um, she felt that he had held on to this resentment because Wendy was making the money. Mm. And, like, you know... Maybe there's some toxic masculinity in there. Yeah. It wasn't really brought up, but I imagine, especially this was, you know, the nineties. Uh, so it was still. I mean, it still is. And he was a minor and stuff like that, which I can only assume is a super fucking masculine. Yeah. So the fact that his wife was making all this, like all the, the, all, all the money, all and the he guap. was unable to find a good job, and he had to make that sacrifice of leaving his really well-paying job to accommodate her going to school. Right. And he must feel like a chump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there were the struggles with Shauna. Yeah. Because um, they went through a lot. And it was, like, in... It was described as... Like, Shauna was described as very hostile and aggressive. Which can't um, be... Which can't be easy on an ego. Right? It can't be easy on well, an ego that, either. And also, like, um, in his confession with the RCMP, he had claimed to have had to kill Wendy to save Anna from a sexual assault by her own mother under the persona of Shauna. Because there was a recording where um, he was was saying, like, you know, this was what Shauna was like. She was 
you know, she was talking all these crazy things. And, like, towards the end, she was even talking about stuff like rape. Holy shit. Um, and, yeah, like, I think Anna was basically saying it was it was just the complete opposite of her mom. Yeah. Like, her mom was nothing like that, but Shana was this, you know, scary, aggressive. That's usually what it's like, though. Like, the uh, dissociative identity usually, like, represents or brings out... Um, a per- I'm, I could be fucking like this up, but a per- yeah, but a personality that can quote unquote handle the trauma that she's being okay. put through. But just dis- yeah. here's something too, by the way, dissociative identity disorder usually develops because of severe trauma in childhood, which so they don't say anything about that, do they? They don't, but I yeah. mean, they're also interviewing the family. Yeah, it's true. So there could be something behind that that no one talks about so we don't know about right um but again like from the sounds of it like her parents were well off she was yeah normally but you never know you never know um and now but that's the part that anna doesn't believe right because okay. she i don't she doesn't want to believe that her mom could be capable yeah. of her like that yeah um, I and mean, especially for, if that's never happened before, too. Yeah. And for a long time, like, she didn't even believe her dad could have been responsible. Yeah. But every time she tries to ask him about it, every time she's like, just tell me what happened. Like, maybe I can help you. Right. You know, if he tells her the truth, she's like, I, like, you know, when you have your parole hearing in 15 years, like, we can figure out something to help you get parole. Right. But she's like, because he's... He's so selfish. He won't tell her what happened. He won't Fuck. tell her if, like, if he really did, if he didn't hide the body where he said it was and where was the body, like, right. and she goes, you know, like, in fact, I'm not even, like, I'm going to go into his hearing and make sure that he never gets out. Oh, fuck. So she's, like, really. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Actually, fuck you. Because he she does believe he killed her and she was almost not willing to forgive but like willing to understand right. if he would at least tell her why but he wouldn't because she's thinking that if he actually did it there's probably a reason why yeah or at uh, least wants to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's her fucking father yeah so obviously like like i said it's it's technically solved because they did arrest someone right and charge him and but there's no body there's no actual solid proof there's no forensic evidence as far as i know yeah it's just that confession and which could have been more or less coerced because of the situation yeah although again that second confession to the rcmp kind of nullifies that argument in my mind yeah and i mean you can make the argument that he was just kind of like fuck it whatever at least i'll have a better life and fucking prison or whatever or whatever because yeah but then, but but then in the trial, he was saying no. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's really wonky. It's kind of one of those like, what the fuck is happening? I don't think we'll ever figure it out. No, because he's he's adamant not to tell anyone. Yeah. Um, and he's adamant not to tell his daughter. And obviously, if he tells the public, then his daughter would find out. Yeah, and he so. seems content to just sit in jail. So yeah. Well, that's uh, that was definitely not a happy ending there. Nope. I told you it was going to be long and heavy and full of triggers. And no no genuine uh, solution. Yeah, there's no no closure. Like, you're like, maybe they got the guy. Yeah, maybe. But we still don't know why. Like, because, yeah, you can see where he was getting that frustration. But, again, he stuck through it for so long. Unless if there was something, like, that was the last straw. Yeah. Right? You try and, like, 
you know, you can only pile so much onto someone before they snap. Yeah, and there's, yeah, there, there was very high tensions, it seems to be, mm-hmm. right before he, uh, right before she disappeared. Yeah, and what a fucking sticky situation man like that and then imagine being those girls and it's like not only did your mom go missing but your dad falls off the fucking rocker and then like a few years later is like i fucking killed you like what kind of in the most horrific way possible consistent emotional trauma yeah and like i know that if they were to find the body or at least what's left of the fucking bones they might be able to corroborate or disprove some of that at this point i doubt it even if yeah even if they found something it like the one the one thing bones got right yeah is that when all that's left is bones you can only see if like the evidence of trauma against the bones itself right so yeah like but even then okay it's not at that rate of decomposition but, like, Even yeah. if they find the bullet yeah. hole, it's like, okay, well, but anyone could have shot her. Yes. How do you know it was that gun? Yep. They don't have a bullet casing. Yep. They don't have yep. any evidence of him being there. Because they don't have any murder weapon. They don't have any actual... Yeah. The because, only thing that would like, cooperate is if I they I could find... have taken him, her, and I could have murdered her... At age five. At age five. Yes, absolutely. But I'm just, like, putting myself in that situation. Like, I could have taken her... But there's no fucking way that you can disprove that he did it, did yeah. not do it, and then blame it on me. So not only would you not be able to disprove that he did it, you wouldn't be able to the, find me. The only way that, like, I can see that happening, and it wouldn't even be concrete, is if they find enough evidence to corroborate his version in his confession. Yeah, That but, he oh my God, shot her God. and then bludgeoned her. But again, like, there's no fuck. link between him shit, and... Fuck. Shit, sorry, that was a lot of noise. That was a lot more noise Please than Please do I not have stepped on my laptop. No, it's just my water, or not my water bottle, my, uh, your laptop's there. Um, that was just a bottle, but anyway. Yeah, no, there, that's, that's a tough one to disprove. Yeah. And I don't, I, I doubt that even, again, even if they find the body, they'll never. If it was in the woods, if you're it was not going to find anything. Yeah, it's, it's not, you're not going to find anything. And like, uh, the best case scenario, she ran away. Yeah. Yeah, but um, she's living happily somewhere and is like, well, well this is actually awkward. my my concern would be that she's living full time as Shauna. Oh, you know? Yeah, because that's not a good persona to be. No, living in but like that, that's again, dissociative identity disorder comes from like severe trauma in childhood. So um, it would have to be repeated severe extreme abuse over and over and over and over and over again. So which doesn't mean that it. But could it also happen if maybe not? dissociative personality disorder in like specificness but yeah. like sometimes people become kind of delusional they come up with this secondary persona yeah and they just believe in it so hard i don't it's know it's not exactly dissociative personality where they're making this full-on switch well but... it's never a full-on switch that's something that, that that's also media made it's never a full-on switch um it's it's definitely a, like a personalization of uh, an identity, for lack of a better term, an identity, and like, I don't know. You can there's there's so much wishy washy research on it and evidence on it, if you could even call it that, because so many people want to discredit the existence of dissociative mm-hmm. identity disorder, especially because there's some people who claim that they have thirty plus uh, alters or whatever you want to call them, and it's just like 
it's hard to prove whether yeah. or not they're actually experiencing it. Or but, they're just acting. Yes. But yeah. the current understanding is that it's never really a full, complete, like, personalization. Like, it takes over, quote-unquote, like, the way that the media has put it in. Um, Which is the way that she was kind of describing Shauna. Yeah. Is she becomes. Yeah. She becomes Shauna, but she's still, like, or, to an extent or was, aware of what she's doing. To an extent. This kind of a weird thing because she was into the occult and stuff. Mm. Um, she was saying, like, it was kind of like Shauna, like, entered her or, like, as a spirit. Gotcha. Kind of. So, but there's also that kind of delusional belief right it's not exactly uh-huh. dissociative personality no it's just this delusion yeah that you've i don't know got and another personality possessing you yeah yeah um it's definitely not bipolar though that's oh no that's so i read that, that or i heard that, that so and i was like that's that. that doesn't seem that sounds like right. somebody in the 90s was like i mean she's got two personalities bipolar and she acts two different ways so yeah. bipolar yeah no no um, it does not sound accurate Because bipolar at all. is a switch between depress- depressive and manic Yes, states. episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's usually a rapid switch, too. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, extremes. And then um, manic depressive, I think. Or, no, no, no. Is it? Or hypo... Dep- major, uh, major depressive disorder. No, I'm trying to think. There's there's a type that's not quite bipolar. Okay. But it's um, it's, like, a much reduced form. But you do swing between major depressive episodes and, like... Okay emotional high is not necessarily manic. manic yeah i don't remember what it's called but um yeah no i i don't think so i think that's that's be, beside that and i also might be yeah. wrong about dissociative identity disorder it has been a few years since i've learned about it and things might have changed people might know yeah. more now um but don't take the movie split as a <laughs> fucking indication of what did is like that is so far from reality it's so far from anything of truth um but yeah Let's go have dinner. Yes, I'm starving. Yeah, me too. All right, so um, we are on the internet, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, at Canada Obscura, all one word. Check us the fuck out. Um, Tweet us, talk to us, let us know what the fuck you're doing, what you think, and if you want to chime in and stuff like that, like, we love hearing from you, so that would be super, super cool. Um, we also have an email at CanadaObscuraPodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us whatever the fuck you want. Uh, hit us up, whatever. Yeah, we like talking to you. Um... Yeah, so thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. Um, This setup will continue for the next (laughs) two more episodes because we're shooting it or we're recording this all in one session. So, uh, sorry. Not sorry. Not sorry. Anyway, (laughs) thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. I fucking hate you. officially recording um i'm gonna move that a bit more here and that a bit more here there we go say something hi oh my god don't blow out my fucking ears dude (laughs) that wasn't that loud it was that thing is incredibly sensitive oh um all right you ready yep all right